what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host. For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Their conversations about the goddess seem to be quite rampant in many spiritual circles. It is a time where we're discovering that there's a reemergence of the feminine, a reemergence of getting to know the goddess uh, along with the god. And in doing so, what we're finding is there's a reemergence of the self. This is now occurring as a shift from dominance by the masculine principle, or yang, as the Taoists called it, to a new focus on the feminine principle, or yin. This will pervade human culture and change the face of the planet itself. Eventually, humanity will shift from one way of life to another way of life. The new birth is also the 26,000-year planetary cycle during which this new world will, new world view will prevail. The new birth will not be only a means of rebalancing what has been imbalanced in relationship of the masculine and the feminine, the yin and the yang, the light and the dark. It will also be a new reality, for reference to the feminine as primary in importance will not be the same as it was in the old societies of the goddess. This is an excerpt from a wonderful new book entitled Conversations with the Goddess, Encounter at Petra, Place of Power. The author is Dorothy Atala, and this is an amazing book of wonderfully uh, channeled and visioned information, beautiful insight, and her own journey in discovering the goddess and bringing that to us. I'd like to welcome Dorothy Atala to 1111 Talk Radio. Well, thank you so much for that uh, beautiful introduction. I didn't expect to be quoted. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful book and I found myself really engaging with a lot of the material that was written in here. I found it to to not just touch the mind, but it really struck chords in the heart. And I imagine you hear that from people that have read the book. No, they did not put it in uh quite the way that you have, but that was the intention. There is much more um, going on than even the words themselves. That was my understanding. Absolutely, absolutely. And this was not something that just instantly happened. And And it was almost kind of accidental as to how all of this unfolded. And I'd like for listeners to get a little bit of an understanding in this first segment as to how this happened and how you came across Petra and this started to unfold in your life. So, Dorothy, if you'll tell us a little bit about that so that that we can get an understanding. All right. I'm happy to do that. Um, 
I can tell you how the conversations with the uh, feminine presence I eventually met up with began. It's it's um, happened the way that life happens, very happenstance, it seems, at first. But then um, you realize that turning points in your life are can be quite profound and change your life. And the way this happened for me was um, I live in the Midwest, uh, and right now I'm surrounded by the kind of snow that I was surrounded uh, by in 1981 when this occurred. I and my children were quite young, and my husband, uh, we lived in a different town then. It was uh, quite cold and gray, and I remember thinking that I needed a pleasant afternoon break before everyone came home, and I decided to listen to music for relaxation. So I lay down on my living room carpet and floated on the waves of sound, and uh, music takes you into a place that's timeless. And then uh, I, something quite unexpected happened. I suddenly saw with with absolute photographic clarity an image of a beautiful woman who radiated this scintillating light uh, that kept moving around her. Uh, she she was very richly dressed, I remember, and she wore a diadem. And I remember thinking, well, you look like you. I was already thinking of her as you. Uh, you look like a, an East Indian royal from ancient times. And then she turned her head and smiled in my direction. Uh, it was the sensation. I cannot describe how a vision that seems... Uh, you're seeing with photographic clarities that fell on the screen, but it felt as if I had I, her eyes and mine met in a strange way in that kind of a state of being. It can happen, things you, you can't explain away. So this was entirely new for me, and I, was, I remember being quite stunned, and uh, my mind was on this as I automatically performed the the uh, evening tasks and uh, did the evening rituals. And I kept thinking, who who is this? Who might she be? And at the time, of course, I didn't have any notion that this was a preface to um, the conversations which followed after that. Now, in your own study and work, uh, was the goddess a predominant figure for you, or was this something now that started to emerge? It just fell in on me. <laughs> no, I, I had no notion of goddess work. I was living in a, a, a very conservative community. Um, none of us were talking about the emergence of the, of the feminine. Um, it, it was quite unexpected. Well, and it seems that it really is the appropriate time, at least symbolically what the goddess seems to stand for, uh, the time that we're living in that feels so chaotic, that feels as if the rug's being pulled out from underneath many people, or uh, just the presence of fear that's very much in many areas. I live in the South, and I know that there are just pockets of fear that I can just 
feel almost palpably, yes. just feel it. And so yes. it seems almost that it is a time uh, that is ripe for the goddess to come. Do you think that this is a chosen time for this energy to emerge, that this is part of the cycle of things that was to happen, or are they coming in? Is this energy coming in because we're at a place where we need it and nothing else will possibly help? Um, both. I, I would say what what I learned was um, that uh, the, the emergence of the divine feminine is an evolutionary cycle in the life of our planet, and that is rapidly occurring. And uh, since nineteen the early nineteen eighties, I have seen that. Uh, for me, what what was prophetic has, is being fulfilled, and. In this new cycle, women will come to the forefront, I was told, and be agents for planetary evolution. And But for this to happen, women, uh, I was told, must seek a different vision beyond the disempowering story, which they, we, we have been living within. And you can see now that there are uh, women stepping forward who are changing that disempowering vision. Most definitely. And, Yes. And, so, and not only do we have to change that disempowering vision, but there has to be a recognition of our life having been that way. And, and you talk about that in the book, that, that although we are changing to a new place, it doesn't mean that we forget or we don't look at the past patternings and we don't look at the past ways that women have been, that, because there's something that we can learn from that, too. Yes. Um, at, at the time that... Um, I was doing this. I, I I recognized that there are these patterns that you're talking about that are women. Some uh, leaders are seeking to bring to the surface. They were quite unconscious at the time, and I I don't. The only person that I before this happened, I did read an essay by a Catholic theologian named Rosemary Radford Brother, who uh, just blew my mind with her insights, and I would see her now as a, like a, an early forerunner of some of the recognitions that are coming forth now, because she, she certainly, uh, reading her work was a defining moment of recognition for me when she talked about what she called hierarchical dualism, and uh, and how this was at the base of the cultural mythology that both women and men were, and I think to a certain extent still are living within in different parts of the world. Things don't change suddenly all at once, just overnight, although things are happening rapidly, yes. And in reading Ruther's essays, you started to discover, too, how your own life was conditioned by this inherited split that we we came to. I did, and she was... The first, um, the first spark of uh, she struck the first spark of recognition because she was so articulate, and I, I remember feeling when I was young feeling resentful uh, about that I felt feeling devalued as a female, but I was not you know children and even young girls are not particularly articulate, uh, able to change, or able to recognize that they're living in a cultural mythology, but that a story that they didn't really choose for themselves. 
you know. So um, that was important to me, to realize that um, all of that subterranean feeling was a reflection of, of a divided self that had, um, had, had occurred within me very early. And um, I thought of it as personal, but really it was, it was a collective phenomenon. Well, and the interesting thing about this whole book is, although it it very much is a message for the collective, this I, I, I found intense wisdom throughout this entire book, and it really is meant for all of us, and not just women, but also that feminine part that resides within men. This truly was a personal journey as you went through it, because you asked two very important questions that I think that many of us at some point have asked when we're on our soul journey, and that was, how could I ever go back to that self that doesn't bear uh, this type of imprint? You couldn't remember yourself any other way than perhaps uh, either the victimized woman or the or the disempowered woman, the way that many of us start out feeling. How do we yes. know anything other than that which we've always been? Yes. that I'm so glad you pointed that out because that was like a key when I started to ask myself that very question, I couldn't remember anything else because I had been marinated in that since birth, you know. Uh, and by the time I was five, I, I, I recognized um, that uh, I was going to be valued. Uh, and this didn't necessarily, wasn't necessarily just from my personal context. It was the very culture that I lived within. I mean, um, my church insisted upon it uh, at school. I remember uh, by the time I was prepubescent or whatever, I began to realize that um, boys' hands, when they uh, were up for information, uh, when they were asked a question, um, I was I. I, who knew so many of the answers, was overlooked by the teachers. It was things like that that happened, you know. Um, and it, it uh, so for that kind of impact to be healed, there has to be insight of uh, great depth, I think. And, and we all that, we all must go into the journey of the soul. My guest today is Dorothy Atala. She is the author of a book entitled Conversations with the Goddess, Encounter at Petra, Place of Power. Throughout this book, you'll find that much of it was initially influenced by a noted uh, philosopher and writer, Ruther. And in her essays, she writes, and this is in the book, that the society's in the society, there's a communal worldview of humanity and nature that has reigned, in which earth has seemed to be humanity's true home. The societies revered a sky god and an earth goddess, upon whose relationship the renewal of earth depended. The powerful feminine figure was at once virgin and mother, wife and sister to the god. Together with the god, she played a pivotal role in the cosmic drama of world renewal, which encompassed both society and nature. Somewhere in the first millennium B.C., this communal worldview of humanity and nature began to break down, and then con this created an inherited split where women lost their power. I would like to uh, have you check out the website, and you can connect with Dorothy Atala and Conversations with the Goddess at conversationswiththegoddess.net. We'll be right back and have more wonderful discussion with Dorothy Atala. 
Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Is it possible to really identify the spiritual forces that can be around us, the celestial energies that truly promote planetary change? Can we connect to the goddesses? Can we vision them? Can we channel through them? Can we allow their messages and their strength and their energies and the archetypal forces to come through us? Well, that is one experience that Dorothy Atala had, and it has come out through a wonderful book entitled Conversations with the Goddess. There is amazing wisdom and insight, and some of the passages as you read through will just touch the core of your heart, particularly if you're a woman and you have felt disempowered or victimized at any time. There's a certain resonance in some of these paragraphs which will help you have a remembrance of perhaps a strength and a power that existed before your time for all time. So I urge all women and I urge men who want to tap into their feminine essence to definitely check out the website, conversationswiththegoddess.net, and uh, learn a little bit more about Dorothy Atala and this wonderful book, Conversations with the Goddess. Dorothy, as you were going through and you discovered that there was this split and you started to, to... get more of this information and make your way back even to discovering your own deep, deep power. Um, was it a little bit perhaps maddening or uh, intriguing or just curious as the messages came through? Because I think sometimes messages come through and they have so many meanings. How do you decipher what's actually being said? 
Oh, yes, especially when um, she spoke in metaphors. But I figured that um, those things which I didn't immediately understand uh, that she was telling me, that did not mean that they were not important for me to hear and that they uh, were not important, period, you know, so leave them out. Um, I left everything in. And I still ponder some of it. So I don't know uh, whether you were speaking specifically of what she said about a woman's natural transformational mysteries or not. Yes. You were. Well, I found it empowering to this extent that I, I learned that the definition of what it was to be a female was quite superficial compared to actual feminine power. And I also learned something important, that what I had learned of as merely biological was they were spiritual processes, not merely physical, because she addressed, um, when she discussed the natural transformational mysteries, she shows how uh, psyche and soma are one and that they, uh, that women's natural transfer mysteries are, are part of women's spiritual, they, they are at the center of women's spiritual development. And I remember um, feeling uh, a sense of, you got to be kidding, because I was right back into the, to the uh, being used to being um, constrained by old uh, ideas that I thought that I felt a sense of rejection for just biology as destiny, you know, and then uh, things, uh, qualities that had been attributed to women that that seemed negative to me, and it took me. Um, I think you can tell from the dialogue, anyone who reads this, that uh, the immediate impact on me uh, was that I was mystified and that old thought patterns that I had learned intervened, but I kept on going and recording what she said, and I thought that what she said was extraordinary, and for me it was was healing the great... When I say, when I talk about feeling empowered, I, I mean, I, I do not mean that in every area of my life, like uh, some, take something as practical as acquiring certain skills. That's a form of empowerment, you know, or, or um, women have uh, learned to be educated well enough. Will you close it? Excuse me. Someone spoke to me. Um, what she, she said was uh, specifically a healing for uh, the, divided, the, the divided self, which was a false uh, division. That is, that is what I learned, even though it seemed very real to me. That was dispelled when I uh, realized what she meant by woman's natural transformational mysteries. Because, you see, there's always uh, been in the, in every one of these conversations, a huge 
skeptic, <laughs> you know. Well, and, and I think that's, that's important. I think that's really yeah. a, a very important piece is there has to be a level of skepticism because that's, that's the only thing that really allows us to probe more deeply and to get to a place of truly understanding and engaging, uh, with, yeah. whether it's a thought or, or uh, you know, anything. We're not going to engage unless we have truly convinced ourselves and unfolded into that information rather than just taking it as, uh, as is. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, this was true of me all the way through. But then when I would uh, go back and read my notes, I thought, this, this, I want, I, I need to share this. I need to share this because uh, I, I began to realize the implications. At first, I didn't, you know, because um, the information uh, that she gave me came in so fast, but that's just part of the process uh, of having a conversation with anyone, you know, including deity. (laughs) Well, and I'd like to go into some of the dualistic perceptions that we have, because I think that's where it all starts for us. We we see woman, we see body, we see nature, and, and, and then they're equated with this earthly, finite aspect of existence, and then we have yeah. male, which rejects, the, rejects these aspects, and, yeah. and then we have spirit and space and time and matter, and there seems to be a real division, um, and, and it comes from that sexual symbolism of, between mind-spirit culture and body-matter-nature, and you, you really talk about that quite a bit in the book as well. Yes, because it was a great hurdle for me. And since that was foremost in my mind, I asked—I did ask questions about that. And I remember uh, there's even a whole chapter called um, Mending Dualisms. Because if I couldn't get past that, you know, um, uh, I figured, you know, it, it was important to be able to get past that. And so I would keep asking Questions until we got to um, her uh, whole conversation about uh, women's natural transformational mysteries and what they really are about beyond what is obvious to to us. Um, you know the, the changes that our bodies go through. So that was very helpful for me to. Um, see how this applied to me and then to find out that this was knowledge that I and others uh, it, it had been it had been lost and fortunately she spoke about it in a way that I think is quite relevant to modern uh, to modern women who've asked the very same questions I don't think that because I'm older than some generations that this um, that this uh, cultural mythology is, is, is entirely past, you know. Well, and I think that, that digging into the duality conversation really is the most relevant because that's what we live in. And, yes. and the, these are the perceptions that shape our environment. And I like how you worded that this has been a separation of work of world, which has been dominated by masculine values, and then world of private life, which is dominated by feminine values. And yes. that, that created the powerful psychic energy, which becomes destructive because we're so disconnected from nature. And that's exactly what's going on in the world right now. That's where we are. That's where we are. And uh, where we are, we are um, 
we are paying for it with the the um, the destruction of nature, violence towards women, towards girl children, and towards boys being sent off to war. Yes. Yes. I do not think that that's part of human nature. It's part of an old way of of being, all of that. And I, on a positive note, I do think that when we become enlightened about certain things, we, we become much more fully the humans we're meant to be. There's a passage in here where you write, uh, and they have said to you, um, uh-huh. that there's a path through the darkness, and I'll show it to you. Your first vision of me and the many layers of darkness unfolding foreshadowed yes. your own darkness and your journey through it. Do you believe that that's where each one of us has to go? We have to be willing to go through the depths of our own darkness. I do. If we don't become conscious, how can we, how can we be agents for planetary evolution? We're, we're held up in our own stuff, uh, I think the the good one good way to to look at it is not to blame ourselves for what is is uh, impersonal to the extent that it's a collective uh, experience and and even mindset, especially in the uh, Western world. Yeah. And you also write in the book, um, which I think is probably one of the most profound concepts that people can grasp because so many people right now because of things that are going on they are clinging to spirituality or they're trying to you know spend the time just in the ethers of existence but where you're saying or where they're saying we need to be is very much in the primal earth energies that we need to be very connected to the earth and it's only there that we're going to meet the celestial energies that's right Uh, as long as we're uh as long as we're disconnected from and and devalue um, Earth's powers, we we can't possibly be um, agents for planetary power, uh, planetary change, evolution. Because if we don't, um, if we can't perceive our confusions, we cannot act. We're we're there's so much psychic energy going into to living that way. My guest today is Dorothy Atala. She is the author of the book Conversations with the Goddess, Encounter at Petra, Place of Power. You can connect with her at conversationswiththegoddess.net. And one of the very, the very powerful passages in the book's in the book uh, reads as follows. Petra as PowerPoint is a womb for new birth of consciousness. The old energies of the planet provide a seedbed which the new celestial energies fertilize. They blend and form a new reality, a divine child. Earth is divinely prepared for this appointed time. Human beings must realize that the dark earth womb, seedbed for life, is spiritual in nature and sacred. The dark earth energies will transmute as they encounter celestial energies, but this can only occur in the presence of human consciousness. This is possible because human consciousness yokes together light and dark within itself. Human consciousness is not separate from the light and dark aspects of planetary existence. 
Again, the book is Conversations with the Goddess, Encounter at Petra, Place of Power. And my guest today is Dorothy Atala. Uh, you can connect with her, and on her website you'll find out more about her, different news and events, and also how to contact her directly for any questions. Order your copy from Amazon.com or go directly to the website. We'll be right back with Dorothy Atala. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Never having heard of Petra, Dorothy went there on a whim. While exploring Petra with her family in the 1970s, she found herself profoundly affected by the ruins of an ancient city. She became fascinated with Petra's ancient people. She wondered what their arts for living were like, as well as their traditions for death. At the time of her visit in Jordan, her goals were modest. One goal was to encourage her sons to perceive themselves as global citizens by the way their father's Middle Eastern heritage. She also had always hoped to provide her sons with a well-rounded cultural and academic education. Seven years after her trip, she had her first encounter with the feminine presence, and so her dialogues with the goddess began. This became a wonderful new book entitled Conversations with the Goddess. You can connect with Dorothy Atala at conversationswiththegoddess.net. And another very powerful, powerful, 
passage within the book is that you're not the only one that feels this way. Many others, your view of what your life is about as a person who is female, mother, and householder is too small and distorted. You are a part of the grand scheme of things, and you do count in the scheme. You do have more power than you think. We are speaking of living patterns, emergence from nature, specific to females of the race. You humans might call these patterns archetypal. They are also living fields of knowledge created by the lives and struggles of women over the centuries. All women participate in these. These are morphogenetic fields. Dorothy, can you explain a little bit about morphogenetic fields and what this passage really said to you? What it said to me was um, um, there, there is a difference between roles which get assigned to us and living patterns which are part, uh, which we are part of, that they are patterns for our lives on earth and even there are patterns for our um, I don't want to use the word gender, but for being female and male that are not limiting. In fact, they, we, those patterns govern the way that, um, what do I want to say? They, they come from the planetary matrix. This is all patterns for life, I was told at some point, come from the planetary matrix. And we, we embody those as male and female. I hope that uh, answers your question. Absolutely. And these patterns that we are having, at one time it was that we were to, in a sense, learn from the gods, that the gods were to teach humans divinity. But you write that we're in an age now where we're here to teach gods what it is like to be human and, yeah. and that we are to be able to express ourselves and become more godlike by going through the process of our patterns and our lives and our experiences and our empowerment. Yes. In other words, they are part of us but they are larger than we, and they are part of our spiritual development to, to, to um, uh, uh, they're very much in line, this is very much in line with, uh, I think, an analogy I can make is with um, the Jungian concept of the self, which is uh, linked with the entire, with all the patterns for human development. And the patterns for human development are not are not just uh, physical, but they are. I'm, I'm talking about Jung now. What he said, they are um, patterns that are very much involved in our spiritual development as human beings. And in the the construct of the masculine and the feminine, the goddess and the god. It seems, at least the way I interpreted the book, was that the goddess was here initially, that that she is, in a sense, creation. She is the ability to create and unfold. But the masculine principle was necessary because masculinity is the action. And so they, they, in a sense, intertwine. They need each other to 
literally manifest, so we can't do without the other, but we have forgotten through history the importance of the goddess and its beginning point of creation. We kind of just leapt onto the action part and the masculine part and kind of discarded the feminine from that. Exactly, exactly. That, um, uh, for listeners, I could say that uh, a good analogy to this, uh, when you think of hierarchical dualism, there's, there's an imbalance between the two poles of existence as we embody them on this planet, male and female, and all the attributes that go with that. Think of the symbol of the Tao. Uh, I think a lot of people, among your listeners by now, there's so much uh, influence from the East when it comes to that symbol. I see earrings and brooches. And, uh, there, it, you see a circle with two flowing sections of equal size, one black and one white. One is uh, called yin and the other yang, another uh, the feminine, and the yang is the masculine. And when the, what is remarkable about that symbol is what it Im- implies just through the symbol. You have complete balance. And only when those two things have are of are equal are valued, uh, what I want to given equal value, yes, and yes. attention, is the natural world in balance. And we are living a very unbalanced paradigm when it comes to the feminine and the masculine. Uh, what what I think is striking about the image of the Tao is that this is the way the the uh, the Tao is the natural way of flowing with life, and it requires balance. Is that uh, helpful? Yes, and from what I have learned, at least through my own experiences in soul journey, is to create balance. We can't just add it in what is missing. We, in a sense, kind of have to go to the other extreme for a little while so that yeah. it brings it all into balance. And so yeah. this this diving into the goddess, diving into the feminine, is something that we have to go full force in uh, to really bring everything collectively into balance. That's that's exactly what she's, the feminine presence is saying, uh, the whom I, with whom I have the conversations. She said that there there will be a passage of time during which we we must honor the feminine for balance. For now you balance. Yes. yes, and you speak a bit in the book as well about women's body zones and revisiting those. And tell me the the importance about uh, knowing ourselves to that extent, to really understand the symbolism of, of the different parts? Well, we've, we've touched upon it um, by when we were talking about uh, how there are meta patterns mm-hmm. for, for uh, women and men. Uh, we, um, when, we talk, when she talked about women's natural transformational mysteries, she referred to that. And when she talked about the womb center, the womb zone in particular, she, um, would you like me to read uh, a a small portion of that? Sure, sure, go ahead. All right. Uh, 
you are mystified, she says to me, by the statement that this womb center is not separate from consciousness, that it is in fact an expression of consciousness, are you not? I said, yes, I, I am mystified. I am saying that the womb center is not separate from consciousness as the word consciousness is usually defined. That is, as a quality of cognition and awareness perceived to be separate from the body. Let us go further. The womb center is a central generative force in the development of a female psyche. The womb zone is a living center of consciousness from which a woman's psyche derives nourishment in a form of its own. In other words, there is no real boundary between soma and psyche. That the, and here's her central point, that the womb center is central in the development of the female herself, not just in her child's development, is the critical point which is being made here. The womb center is not, as you are thinking, just a biological container which conditions and limits woman's psyche. And in addition, and this is an important point, she said, this center gives birth to and form to the feminine quality which each chakra level of consciousness in the human female expresses. And now you are attempting to visualize this by thinking of the womb center as one which conditions the level of consciousness in a woman, are you not? You're right, I am. But this is not accurate. The womb center is a central spiritual force in woman because the feminine qualities of consciousness which manifest at each of the chakra levels are birthed from this center. And then I'm wondering what feminine qualities they would be, and she, she notices that. She was a bit of a mind reader. So, you know, I, I used to object to soft, yielding, emotional, passive, irrational, hypersensitive, all this kind of stuff. And I well, said, that yes. brings to mind for me, Dorothy, that um, mm-hmm. when we have, because there seems to be a real increase in infertility, in, in, particularly in our culture. I don't know if it's, it's around the world, but mm-hmm. in the American culture, there's a great increase in infertility. But that must also mean that that is stemming from an infertility that's going on in women's psyche collectively that is keeping us from being that creative force, that force of power, that real feminine energy that we are. And if we reclaim that, we can actually change the balance of what's on the physical as well. I I would agree, and that is a very potent comment that you made. It really, really is, and I'm so glad that you said that, Put that you put it that way, because um, if I were to put it, uh, comment simply, I would say that I can, I myself can remember being afraid of having children because I thought that it would restrict me to a, a small life and make me less significant in the in in, in the world. And that may be what is happening with women who are now well-educated enough to take their place in the world with confidence. They may perhaps, and I cannot verify this because they can only speak for themselves, but they may be unconsciously afraid to follow their impulse to have children. Yes. You know, I, it makes sense to me that that could happen. 
I well, and for a lot of people, if, especially if they're in that situation, they may argue the point and say, no, that's not me, me, but that's the whole point. We have to delve so deeply within ourselves to those dark places that might have those thoughts, that might have those feelings, and uncover them so that we can truly know who we're being so that we can then become who, who we really are. Yes, yes. And if that includes having children for for um, our satisfaction, um, our society has to change because uh, it, it, look, it looks to me, and I'm not in touch with enough younger people to say this, but when I look at the actual physical evidence for this split, it's still here. The domestic world is still, and all its values are still split from the world of work, although it is said that women are changing the workplace with because of who they are, because of their values, uh, it, 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 um, somehow or another, the outer has got to um, eventually um, come, what do I want to say, reflect the inner. Yes. Know? Yes, and perhaps we're just at the beginning of this change. Women are done with striving to be high. We are now to follow Dorothea Tala. If you dare to descend into the deep and the dark and the fertile, then it is time to listen to the words that she has to say. It's time to reclaim the goddess within and reshape your world on the outside. When you open conversations with the goddess, you will embark on an adventure, and it will carry you far past the near future. It will carry you to a place that has a resonance where it sounds sounds very familiar, where it feels very powerful, and it might even feel a little bit frightening because all of a sudden you realize that there's much more power than you've ever allowed yourself to avail, but it's that power that's worth going to. So I definitely urge you to connect with Dorothy Atala on her website, conversationswiththegoddess.net. Order your copy of the book from Amazon of Conversations with the Goddess, and you will discover some amazing wisdom through these passages. We'll be right back and speak a little bit more about this amazing book and Dorothea Tolley. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. 
You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. My guest today is Dorothy Atal, and we've been discussing her book, Conversations with the Goddess. It's a wonderful journey uh, through her own life in terms of how she experiences the goddess speaking through her and how she encounters some of the questions that are held deeply within herself, but the very questions she asks are the very questions that I think you'll find have been ones that have been marinating inside of you. So definitely find out more about this great book, Conversations with the Goddess, and start to discover what it truly means to tap into powerful feminine energy, not via force, but via power. It's a very different thing. Understand how to get into the intricate patterns, what the women's body zones uh, identify as, and what the true power and the true nature of our birthing center is, where that brilliant pattern exists within that. Understand how there still is a split that we need to mend, one that is between the masculine and the feminine one that is between the working and the doing and the receiving and the allowing. Uh, Dorothy, tell me what you have discovered after completing this book. Has there been any great ahas or changes to the way you live your life or um, just anything that really unfolded in the completion of this work? I live, uh, how I live my life looks very much the same way that it would have looked all those many years ago. I'm still a householder. I have two grown, now grown sons. I have granddaughters. What is different for me is that I perceive my life so very differently and do not feel that sense of division within myself that, that um, I, cannot, I could not remember, ever remember not having within myself. Even though I hadn't identified it, it was having its effect on me as even, um, oh, way up until this um, dialogue actually occurred. And in terms of having granddaughters and for people that have daughters or granddaughters, what are the conversations that we need to have with our females? How do we need to be raising them so that they don't start off with the same splits that that we began with? Is there something that we can do? I would wish, and and I I have not done this myself, but I remember what I uh, would wish for them is what I didn't have, which was a celebration of what it means to be female. I, uh, even down to actually having uh, rites of passage, Yes. For all of our, our many and, and wonderful transformations. We have kind of let that go through the wayside. We have forgotten how to honor the different stages of women's growth. We kind of just let it happen. We, we, it's going through the motions. It's, uh, we're too busy living yes. our lives that we are forgetting the sacredness of the different periods that happen in a, a young female's life as she grows and reaches adolescence and womanhood. I think you bring up a very powerful point. Thank you for saying that. 
It has been a great pleasure to have you on the show, Dorothy. I think this is an amazing book that you've written, and I really appreciate you bringing it out into the world. Again, you can connect with Dorothy Atala at conversationswiththegoddess.net. Definitely go to Amazon, and if you uh, need to pick one up for anyone, pass these out to all the women that you know, and uh, allow yourselves to have study groups and discuss how you can get more into your power, how you can honor the feminine more. Get your women together and teach your daughters, teach your grandparents, daughters, what it means to find the different steps in our life sacred. Let's start creating our rituals again. Let's start creating our moments of sacredness again. We can change the world one person at a time, and we're doing so, but it's going to take the feminine power to do it. So it's time to step into your goddesshood. I look forward to speaking to you next week. Until then, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.